0: Hey friends, this is your friend Kyle Coleman, and I want to welcome you to Are We Still Friends, the podcast where I dig into the brains of fascinating friends. Oftentimes I haven't gotten to catch up with these friends in a while, and like we all do, I sometimes wonder, are we still friends? Stephanie Samarin is a dork with a boring day job who tries to make up for it by getting into shenanigans. They are also the co-host of Meming of You, a podcast that deep dives into the history and impacts of memes and internet culture.
1: Okay, so I just have to tell everybody what just happened prior to this recording. Um, I whooped Kyle's ass at Super Mario Kart yet again. <laughs> yeah. But you didn't go zero to none, or I mean, ten to zero. It so. looked like
0: I was going to start catching up to you and then you pulled away. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yeah, so that was like one of the first things we did when we met was I like... totally forgot that. I think it was like the very first thing was like, you, you challenged me to Mario Kart. And I was like, yeah, of course. <laughs> I can beat anybody at Mario Kart. <laughs> and then you whooped my ass back then, too. Yep. Yeah. So that's, I've given myself, how, what year did we meet? Was it 2018?
1: 20... That's the year I moved here. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So, I've, so. Had, I've had five years to <laughs> get better. You could have I trained. <laughs> I was saying there's only, there's only you and then a guy named Jay Flewelling are the only two people in the world... <laughs> that have ever been able to beat me at Mario Kart. That
1: makes me so happy.
0: So you're in very high, good company.
1: That makes me so happy. Yeah, people underestimate me whenever I say that I can whoop their ass at Mario Kart, and they're like, huh, no, been playing this since I was a kid, blah, blah, blah. Nah.
0: Yeah, well, so of you, apparently. Right. Yeah,
1: well, yeah. And my old apartment that I had that was kind of like a party house in my 20s, we used to have, like, Super Mario Kart tournaments and uh, Dr. Mario tournaments. Yeah mario party tournaments mm-hmm. which those are like friendship ruiners oh
0: absolutely <laughs> your mario kart your mario parties and stuff were more adult no i the... did them as a kid too you, you were a kid. but
1: that was like my practice that's why i was so good at it when i first moved here because i had just <laughs> got gotcha. you you were
0: just coming out of this, this competition <laughs> yeah. house yeah pretty yeah. much yeah so you were the best there too
1: <clears throat> oh yeah there was one person who could beat me from time to time. It was
0: just an occasional lucky win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: So, yeah. <laughs> so what was the score
0: uh, of this one? I think was you beat you had ten wins. I had five wins. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. Uh, out of the fifteen, we played every single match <laughs> course on Mario on Super Mario Kart, <laughs> the Super Nintendo version. Yes, we played every single one, so there was no doubt, and you demolished Rating me. Champion. I was telling you that about Jay playing with me at at poker weekends, and one of the last ones we went to, it was very specifically pointed out that when I started losing at Mario Kart, I started getting very frustrated. Oh, no. And I was like, (laughs) fuck this. This is fucking stupid. (laughs) And a comment was made that was, nothing ever bothers you. And we've never really seen you this
1: way. Wow.
0: <laughs> because it's the one thing in the world that I will get like legitimately frustrated at.
1: Well, you behaved yourself downstairs. Just I
0: did. Now. Yeah. I, we weren't betting on it either.
1: I, that's what I should Jay have. Jay
0: and I had money on it. I should
1: it. have bet you. Yeah, you should have. Yeah, I should have hustled you. You should have.
0: <laughs> yeah. But it, it really is like it's one of the few things I will get really competitive at. Oh, man. Is Mario Kart. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. One th- the
1: thing you were doing that was killing me was this. <laughs> you did a whole body sigh <laughs> like into the couch when you would win.
0: <laughs> I really, yeah. And that doesn't happen when I lose because I, I maintain the tense over to the next race but you're right it's I get so physically into games like that <laughs> me too so competitive mm-hmm. and so tensed up playing video games that yeah <laughs> that when that moment of relief comes when you finally finished a race and won you're just like oh. <laughs>
1: You just come home from a long day at the coal mines, <laughs> like you finally get to sit down. <laughs> That's the kind of energy that was in that sigh.
0: <laughs> That's the hardest day.
1: <laughs> yeah. So.
0: Yeah, I. I'm glad you asked that you wanted to do this. And you
1: offered. I was like, I'm not interesting enough to do this because everybody who is on here has like a thing and Mm -hmm. like has a cool job or like has a cool hobby and i'm just like kind of directionless and (laughs) like goofy and i just don't feel like i have a thing to talk about
0: yeah but that's okay i think that a is a little just a little different for this Mm -hmm. and b like is just you as a human being is interesting and a like, a good person that I oh, love like being around. thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And I do think, you know, when I was thinking about us recording this, I was like, also Steph has, like, the best stories oh of anybody God. I know. <laughs> like, you have, maybe you don't have a particularly interesting job or something, mm-hmm. but, like, you've led an interesting life.
1: Yeah. And you,
0: you've had <laughs> some interesting run-ins and experiences. Yeah. And I'm just constantly surprised by things you bring up from your past and (laughs)
1: it's from being directionless and goofy and just getting into some shenanigans yeah like
0: has that always been the way you've been Is just you're just constantly like what is this over here Mm -hmm. i shouldn't be near it but i'm going to
1: yeah more when i was younger but yeah Mm -hmm. um and i also surround myself with people who are goofy as fuck too like i remember Years ago, when I was seeing this guy, and he met my friends for the first time, he was like, your friends are cartoon people, <laughs> like, they're just cartoon characters. Yeah. Like, that's pretty accurate. Yeah. Yes.
0: Uh, like, since you've been a kid, you, that was the type of people that you've surrounded yourself yeah, with? Yeah, weirdos. Weirdos. Mm-hmm. And do you think you were, like, a weirdo leading the weirdos, or did you become more weird because of the weirdos you associated yourself with?
1: I mean... I've always been weird. It's just like we're not hierarchical in our social structure. So there's no leader. It's just um, we're all just a mass of chaos. Like I told you, I went to California last month to visit. And um, like half of my visit was staying at my friend's house. And we did like a photo shoot. And just it was like... I don't know if you've ever seen the intro to Muppets from Space, Mm. but it's like this house full of Muppets where at all times somebody is just up to something. That's what that house was like for like a week. It was just constant ridiculousness. Yeah. Well, we did that photo shoot and the theme was Sluts from Space. So... There was that, that was really fun. And then my friend accidentally dyed his hair and uh, beard blue, thinking that it would just be like a temporary thing, but he had to shave it off afterward. So that was great. I love when people make fun of me. If it's coming from a nice, even when it's not, sometimes it's still funny. But like, my friends are so good at like launching insults that don't really hurt but really are true like one morning i woke up and came into the living room and my hair was like sticking out all over the place and um my one friend was like bitch you look like pig pen i was like fuck you got me i do i do look like pig pen but yeah so that was really fun
0: take me through what makes your friend group the weirdos they are
1: this is gonna come with some heavy judgment i think but we all met in drama club
0: oh there we go
1: yeah yeah okay so. in high school yep in yeah high school and we all pretty much live in different places now but every once in a while we get back together and it's like no time has passed you know i love those kinds of friendships where you can you can go years maybe even without seeing someone and it's just like you're back again and nothing you don't skip a beat what takes (laughs) i mean we're all kids that met in drama club and all that comes with that so that was the foundation of our friendship Mm -hmm. and it's just continued on you have friends that you've been friends with for years and years and years right and you know how you get your you have your own like culture And, like, your own lore (laughs) and shit. Like, ours just happens to be that we've got years of memories of, like, encountering possible vampires or, like, (laughs) running downhill because we saw that a truck had spilled out a bunch of, like, boxes onto the road and then, like tripping and rolling down that hill and like finding bell peppers inside the boxes that were like sitting in the sun. It was, it's just years and years of like just getting into weird situations and then possibly some of them dangerous and then getting out of them and then having these amazing stories to tell that aren't really that amazing. It's just, a lot of them are very mundane, but it's, it feeds into our giant rubber band ball of bullshit.
0: (laughs) (laughs) it makes me so happy because i feel like i am living through vicariously sometimes (laughs) because i had such a sheltered childhood where i never did anything fun
1: but you make up for it in adulthood i do you're always off doing something interesting or fun yeah yeah
0: yeah that is true i i'm grateful for it in a way but it also feels like i'm Making up for lost time and being like, I gotta do all this fun stuff now because for the first twenty years, twenty five years, there was nothing going on.
1: Hey, lots of people don't even get to the point where they get to do it at all. So
0: True. Yeah.
1: yeah. Do you ever get into shenanigans?
0: Nowadays, uh uh-huh. not really. Like you should. I should. give me give me some things that I should be doing.
1: I think you should try Randonautica. Have you done that? No. Or have you heard of that? Uh uh. It got really famous a couple years ago because some kids on TikTok were doing it and found a dead body. But basically, it's like this app where you're supposed to set an intention or like you're supposed to focus on what you want to find during your trip. So like you can, you can think of symbols or something that's bothering you that you want to work out or any number of things. And there's... <laughs> I can't explain this to you. It's very scientific. I don't want to get into it right now, but it's yeah. like a quantum, like reality type of thing. I'm joking. I I, I actually don't believe at all that yeah. it's it's. But that's what it's purported to be. Sure. So um, so but the thing is that every time that I've done it, something uncanny does happen. Like one time, we saw a fire truck show up before a car crash. so like there was a fire truck like waiting on the side of the road and we were like, that's weird like why are these guys just kind of hanging around And then there was a car crash that the the firemen were tending to and it could have been a coincidence, but we didn't hear the car crash. we were only down the street like it was just weird that they happened to already be there before an incident happened. So that was a little uncanny. There was one time where Libby was here, and she was like struggling on whether or not she wanted to move here, and she just wanted to find some peace. And then, like, we got through the whole route. Um, basically, it sets it sets a point on a map for you to go to. So you you follow the route, and you're supposed to observe everything around you. So we found at the very end of our route, like a sign that said piece on it. And so that was kind of fun. Mm. And then my last one, I focused on things that were slow and cold, like shells or turtles or, or snails, because it's what I feel like I am right now in life. <laughs> and um, so I saw tons of like artwork of turtles or snails, there were some shells pinned to a tree I actually did come across a dead body that was being wheeled out of uh, an apartment complex by some EMTs and like covered in a sheet and all that stuff. So that wasn't great. But yes, if you want to get into some shenanigans, that's a good jumping off point. I would stay away from doing anything cold in your intentions. But yeah. yeah.
0: What was it called again?
1: Uh, Randonautica. Randonautica. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'll try it. Yeah, Yeah. If nothing else, it shows you how to focus and be present and notice the things around you
0: it almost feels like a scavenger hunt meets ouija board
1: kind of yeah where kind it's of. like
0: you bring an in energy into it and it's gonna take you to follow that
1: mm-hmm. yeah totally have you ever played with the ouija board i've
0: never played a ouija board
1: how have we been friends this long and i told you a-
0: i had no childhood i didn't do anything fun
1: no like how haven't we done a ouija board
0: Do you have one maybe
1: we should right now you can make one <laughs> totally <laughs> wouldn't that be funny if we summoned some spirits on the pod <laughs> yes i'd love to interview
0: some spirits
1: <laughs> we used to do that a lot in high school me and my friends
0: yeah like did you yeah. have any particularly creepy encounters
1: there was one time where like a door slammed open after we were begging the the ghost to let us in the auditorium where the stage was because our teacher had locked the door and it was after hours and we're like Man, we really just want to get in there. And then the door did slam open. And of course, we screamed and ran instead of actually going inside. <laughs> but could have been a janitor. I don't know. We like Scooby Doo ran <laughs> out of there. <laughs> like, and then our feet like jumped up and did not hit the ground for a minute. <laughs>
0: you strike me as the type that would jump on a train, like just ride the rails.
1: I thought about doing that in my early 20s. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad I didn't though. Yeah. Because that could be very dangerous. Yeah. Especially if you have a vagina. <laughs> like, that is not, that's not something that seems safe. Yeah. I'm glad I didn't do it.
0: It is one thing that I've always felt like I should have done it. Oh my
1: God, you should. You should pack up a bindle. Right. And go.
0: I've always, it's just something is it's been like a calling to me like forever where I was like god if i ever get the opportunity where there's a train just slowly crawling along and i don't have anywhere to be for a couple days do it
1: yeah make, like make your own live your own Nicolas cage movie yeah i think you should okay i'll do bring it bring a taser or something though yeah pepper spray safety mm-hmm. safety first <laughs> <laughs> but it
0: does seem like a fun adventure yeah, because it you know does. i actually last time i was in New York not this most recent time but before, uh, as soon as I got off of the the subway, I encountered this houseless man who, it was a really f- funny, like meet cute type moment where I get off of the subway, I come up to ground level. And as soon as I get up there, I need to call my friend and find out where she's at and how to get there and, and what have you. And it starts raining really heavily all of a sudden. So I stand under this little stairway that goes up to whatever and i'm on the phone and this guy kind of comes up behind me a little bit and starts talking to me and i just ignored him because i was like i'm on the streets of new york i don't you know i'm on the phone just don't don't engage Mm -hmm. and i finished my phone call and he's like sorry i didn't mean to bother you i was just asking if you minded if i stood next to you undercover and i was like oh you're totally fine and then we started chatting and it turned out he had gone jumped a train in eugene Wow. And made it to New York.
1: Whoa! So he went
0: all the way across country, riding the rails. I
1: would love to hear his stories. Yeah. I wonder how long that took him. I
0: don't. I don't remember. But I, I wish I had gotten like his contact info or something to follow up with him later. He was really cool, nice guy. Yeah. Um, it was his birthday.
1: Oh. And he had
0: bought himself a six pack, <laughs> and so gave me Bless a couple him. of them. That
1: is so nice. Yeah. And
0: so we just stood around, just drinking beer on Aww. this side street of of new york city
1: i love that
0: and at one point he was like hold on i gotta pee and he just like turns around (laughs) and just pees on the sidewalk (laughs) and i was like dude you gotta be careful and he's like nobody cares yeah he's like there goes nypd they're not gonna stop and do anything yeah Yeah. and so i did it too (laughs) (laughs) like i was underneath the like stairwell thing so it wasn't like and nobody walked by he's like i'll watch like so you know if you're less concerned That, that is really so cute. we shared a <laughs> moment of peeing on the street and then we started walking and i was like i'm gonna get a sandwich do you want something so we went into a little deli and bought him a sandwich and <laughs> myself a sandwich and then walked on and, and then we eventually got to near my friend's place and he was staying at the shelter there so we kind of split off at that point yeah, it was really, I love that. Yeah. It's such
1: a <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> awesome. I just probably a- spent
0: like two hours with him, like oh. waiting for my friend to get done with what she was doing, and I was just like, "This, whatever, this guy's cool." You
1: see, most people wouldn't do that. Like, yeah, so most people just kind of dismiss him.
0: I, I wouldn't know. normally do that either, but there was just something that was like, "This guy seems harmless," and yeah. it seems cool, and yeah, we just got to chatting, and yeah. Oh,
1: I love that. Yeah, yeah I feel like. I mean, it's kind of nice just to get those little human moments with people, even if you're never going to see them again. Do you remember his name? I don't. Ah. I know. How long ago was this?
0: 2021, Mm -hmm. I think.
1: It's a long shot, but you can do a misconnection.
0: Right. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Oh, I listened to your friend's... the episode where you had your friends on who do the uh Craig existential crisis yeah and i listen. i started listening to their podcast oh cool it's really entertaining yeah. yeah they're so fun and <laughs> yeah. such a fun idea too mm-hmm. oh my god yeah because of them i've been looking up more uh local craigslist <laughs> and there uh, are some doozies
0: have you ever looked at stuff from your hometown
1: when i lived there yeah 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 i found um somebody who was looking for my ex from high school
0: no way there. yeah like Tell several.
1: It was there's nothing to it. It was just like insert person's name, I miss you or whatever or and then some other ones that were like insert her name and then like looking for this person and yeah, I wonder if they ever connected. It didn't say like it was very short from what I remember. It was yeah. like didn't say what they wanted, but, but yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And that is from the place you grew up. Yeah. Which was, remind me, where you grew up.
1: Um, Modesto, California. (laughs) I hate admitting
0: that. What was it like growing up in Modesto? Because I think the only thing I know Modesto from is that famous murder case.
1: Oh, the Lacey Peterson case. Yes. Yeah. So that's a a banger of a Modesto tale.
0: That put Modesto on the map in the 90s. Um, Yeah,
1: that was... That was, like, everywhere at the time. That yeah. was in, like, two thousand, early 2000s. Yeah. I was in high school. Her husband but, totally did it, right? Totally. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that actually ties into your first question, because growing up in a place like that makes you... You can do pretty much one of three things. If you grow up there, you can either do meth, um, you can be a totally traditional person, and, you know settle down, have a family, whatever, which is fine for some people. Or you can be weird. And <laughs> my friends and I just chose the the last one. It was either going to be meth or weird. For yes, you. exactly. Yeah. The children are out of the question. So <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather do meth than meth. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's such a, um, it's such a downer. It's like, it's hot and it's flat and... It's cement, and if you go too far out of town, it smells like cows. Everybody's mad all the time. So, and there's nothing to do. So, I didn't grow up in Modesto proper. I grew up in a a suburb of Modesto, which is even worse. So, there was like not even a movie theater, like not even a bowling alley, like nothing to do. In high school, all we had to do was like we literally made an like a Don Quixote esque trip next to a canal and, like, built this whole story around it where we were power rangers and we were fighting off Mormons. Sorry, Mormons. (laughs) Because there was a temple across the street, so (laughs) those were our putties. And, and, like, so we, like, swung. It was really dangerous, actually. We, like, swung over, like, a rusty lead pipe over this canal and, like, Just had this fantastic time and the end goal was just to get to um, one of those little carousels, the 25 cent carousel outside of a grocery store that was like our our destination. And so because we didn't have anything to do, we had to make stuff to do. So that's why we turned out so weird. (laughs) (laughs) Why we have those stories. Yeah. Yeah.
0: How old were you at that time?
1: Probably like 15. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Tell me more about like what the town was like.
1: Okay. So, you know, the Shell Gas Company. So there was a really big, tall, lit up Shell sign over the city. But for years, the S was blacked out. So that's what the town was like. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody seemed to bat an eye at that. And
0: anybody in charge was just like, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, makes sense. Accurate. It tracks. Yeah. <laughs> It's so hot in the summer that I can't... I've, like, kind of told my parents I'm never visiting <laughs> you in the summertime. It's just... Like, there's there's such a seedy part of it that is very strange. There's this really kind of rough neighborhood that we had... We used to drive around in. And one night we found, like, Bobcat's head on the side of the road. That somebody had left there. Yeah. That kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Did you feel unsafe all the time there?
1: No, because, you know, whenever you're, like, young, you feel like you're invincible. Sure. Nothing can happen to you, so.
0: And when you're back there now, do you feel unsafe? And I guess part two to that question is, how has the town changed since? Oh,
1: it's the same. Okay. Well, it's gotten a little better, but... um, it'll never be gentrified. I don't think it's got that going for it. Um, (laughs) but like, okay, so I lived in this place before I moved here called Grass Valley, which is somewhat near Tahoe and Reno. And it's like a mountain town. It's kind of small town thing. And I went soft once I moved there because there was one time when I moved, when I was living there, went back to visit family in modesto and there was like a, sh- a standoff with like the police with guns drawn and like this this dude had his gun drawn at the cops and it was like in a rite aid parking lot and i'm like i got out of my car saw it and then like hid behind my car and meanwhile everyone else is just like going about their normal business like just like it's nothing and i was like wow i really got soft <laughs> yeah but yeah i still don't feel unsafe there i, I don't know there's a weird comfort in being there because sure. of course it's home so yeah. yeah
0: and it's a small enough town that it's like
1: it's like 250,000 people oh, okay that's not
0: small yeah what made you finally We are like i gotta get out of here
1: oh everyone does that <laughs> <laughs> you
0: hit 18 and you're like yeah now it's time to leave pretty
1: much yeah, yeah. and Yeah, pretty much everyone, unless you are one of those people who is fine settling down there, which whatever. I do have some friends that are still there and somehow thriving, but I think that's more of a testament to their character (laughs) than the area. But pretty much everyone in high school is always like, I'm going to get out of here as soon as I turn 18, blah, blah, blah. So I don't know. I've always wanted to live in a city and did a detour and then came here and I got to say Portland is so small. Like it doesn't, I mean, it feels like a a city, but you know, you know.
0: It's tiny. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You go to any real city and you're like, oh, Portland has nothing going on. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Well, the thing that always surprised me here and it's still baffling to me is how things close at like nine. How do, how are things going to close at like nine o'clock? I have a bar down the street that closes at 11. What is that?
0: That's the point.
1: Yeah. Why are you a bar if you're going to close at 11?
0: Yeah. I don't know. So why did you choose Portland?
1: Because I can't afford San Francisco.
0: (laughs) Good answer. Yeah. Pretty much. But you wanted to stay on the West Coast. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I don't want to be too far away from family.
0: Yeah. Had you ever been to Portland before you...
1: Mm -hmm. Vacationed here a lot. Because my friends that you met on my birthday, Mm -hmm. Bob and Ashley, they've lived here for almost a decade now. Nice. So, yeah, I would come visit them and it's it seemed like I don't hate Portland. I just I think I gave it a fair shot. I don't know. Like the pandemic has been over half of the time I've been here. So
0: That's such a weird concept because I feel like I've known you for so long. I know. And to think that it was only 2018 <laughs> that we met and then 2 years later was a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Feels wrong.
1: I know time has been so weird since the pandemic yeah but also i feel like i felt like i knew you when i first met you anyway yeah. like i felt like i was meeting an old friend yeah anyway so
0: totally mm-hmm. that's been one of the nice things about our friendship when you're talking about like those friends that you can go years without talking to like i hope that's never the case with us mm-hmm. um i mean we've had time we did where go
1: like two years we did go yeah there.
0: like pandemic time probably mm-hmm. was a lot of it but Let's try not to do it again. Yeah. But I do feel like if for some reason we were separated for 10 years, we could just pick up
1: Mm -hmm. where
0: we left off. No problem. Oh, totally. And it was as soon as we met, just like a quick, like, yeah,
1: Yeah. this is cool. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Because we didn't see each other from... Because the last time that I saw you before the pandemic, we were actually writing notes for our podcast, the meme podcast. Yes. And... Then the pandemic happened, so that had to be like 2019 that yeah. I saw you last, and then we met up again last year, 2022, like at the beginning of the year, yeah. and I I remember being like, oh, yeah, it's just like no time had passed yeah. at all, like just some catching up. Right, right. Yeah, I really appreciate that. Yeah.
0: Yeah same mm-hmm. and on that note yeah it was something that we were just both like we could do a podcast together mm-hmm. like we have a we have a great rapport we mm-hmm. can we would be good co-hosts mm-hmm. i want to ask you about that stuff so i know you you talked for a long time about wanting to do this podcast mm-hmm. and you have a deep well of knowledge about internet culture
1: <laughs> i wouldn't say that but i'm very interested in it you're
0: very interested in it, at the very least you're passionate about internet <laughs> culture and you wanted to do this podcast, like, what... I, I just always like the journey of of where did that come from? Like, do you, do you have a memory of being, like, really getting into internet stuff? Or has it just been a slow build over the years?
1: Well, I guess, like, as people our age, we have... We're the last generation to, like, have childhoods and, like, memories pre-internet. And then we were the first to you know, have adolescences in the internet age. So I always felt like we have a unique perspective on how things have developed over the years. Because, I mean, I remember just everything from like GeoCities pages to then like chat rooms and then to, you know, like LiveJournal and Zanga and then MySpace and then Facebook and then to what it is today. So seeing that journey kind of, it just interests me how much things have changed and also how much things have stayed the same. And so that's part of it. But also, I don't know, you know, I'm a snoop. I love, (laughs) I love to like read up on people. I love to, especially people I don't know, because, because it feels too personal to do that to people I know. But if you're a semi-public figure, then, you know, I feel a little bit less guilt in in that outlet for 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 snooping and for get getting to get that information. I also just find people very interesting, like like your story with with that man in New York. Like I would love to just sit him down and hear his stories or like record them. And there's such a a richness to getting to know why somebody wound up where they're at or what big moment in their life occurred. Specifically with memes, like, for better or for worse, in some cases, some people just have this astronomical event happen to them that totally changes their life, and they don't really have control over it because they don't own it, the internet does, like the public does, and they just have to react to it somehow, and some make out great and some really don't, and I just think that whole trajectory is super interesting. And I love to find out the where are they now of it all. So,
0: yeah. yeah. And, and I think that has been such a wonderful platform for doing the podcast, which I think I would love to try to release this episode at the time we release yeah. the podcast as just sort of like a deep dive into who you are and kind mm-hmm. of like an accompanying piece to, uh-huh. yeah, to that. Yeah, that's
1: such a good idea.
0: And on that note of, of just what the podcast is, Meming of You uh, is the name of it. hmm we do focus so much on who is the person behind the meme, and mm-hmm. what how has their life been affected? and what was it before, and what is it after? out of curiosity, like who is your you know, maybe your top couple meme personalities that
1: we've covered so far?
0: even just in general,
1: so of the ones that we've covered, Kara Cunningham, yeah. aka previously Chris Crocker is my favorite because she's still out there doing it and still really funny. And was kind of, you know, right all along. (laughs) And it just took the world over a decade to catch up with her. And I think she's just really brave for everything that that she's gone through that, you know, we talked about all the curveballs life has thrown at her. So I really admire her. In general, I think the one that brings me the most joy is not a person. It's it's probably Mr. Bubbs. Have you seen Mr. Bubbs, the dog? Yeah, yeah. I, it makes me laugh every time yeah. I see one of his videos. So,
0: Is there a story behind Mr. Bubbs too, in terms I don't of, know. oh, we'll have to add that to the list?
1: Yeah, all I know is that the guy who filmed the video that got super famous is like a really cool artist. Like, he makes really neat art, but that's all I know so far. But yeah, we yeah. should do a non human yeah. character at some point.
0: Do you want to give just a little <clears throat> recap of, of Kara Cunningham and, and just a little teaser of what that episode is is about?
1: Oh, yeah. So the Leave Brittany Alone episode, I think we both expected it to be just kind of like funny and we'd laugh about the original video and, and just kind of go about our way, but I think we both discovered that it's a lot more to it than that. Kara Cunningham has gone through some real bullshit like with bigotry and with you know some family issues Uh, growing up in a small town in Tennessee where she wasn't accepted at all and then she was getting so fed up with the way that people were treating Britney Spears after a VMA yeah it was VMA's performance after that VMA performance that year Britney was catching a lot of heat and Kara like finally had enough and blew up, and we saw that Leave Britney Alone video that was parodied to Hell and Back, which shot her into fame, but also came with a lot of repercussions. Again, a lot of discrimination against her for for being not a cis straight person, and um, she has been on a tear just doing whatever she can like making a living through the internet ever since and is still doing that today and is still a little influencer online. and I admire the fact that she didn't back down and didn't, you know disappear into a hole forever. and so that yeah. was that was Kara's story arc.
0: Yeah, I had <laughs> such a good time learning about Kara in that it was really intense. It was fascinating it was really hard mm-hmm. to follow that story at times because it was it was so difficult for, for her. But I think I would agree it's probably the best, it's probably our best episode. Mm-hmm. And it's also just, I think it really encapsulates what we're trying to do with it. Right. In showing this human being who was, like you said, just kind of projected into the spotlight and mm-hmm. probably not what they were hoping for. Yeah. Or at least, you know, got the message across, especially in that case about, about Britney Spears, but also came with the the consequence of, like, then themselves being a public figure. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and, and, I mean, she had been making videos on MySpace for a long time, Mm -hmm. and that, like, she kind of got viral at some points, but then that was just the one that just got plucked out of obscurity and blew up, and, yeah, it was a doozy. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Do you know of any that we haven't done yet Maybe or any of them that we have that are sort of like not as great of people. Oh
1: man! So we already covered what's her face, Kate Upton, the the Miss Teen yeah. USA, uh, like such as <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> so she's not great. Mm-hmm. There's a very interesting person that's kind of like I don't know what to think of him, which is the hatchet wielding hitchhiker. Oh, have you? I
0: don't know if I know this one.
1: You have to. The
0: Tell me about it.
1: The guy is like, smash, smash, smash. I don't think so. Kyle. Okay, look, we got to do look, an episode on this guy.
0: Back. Oh, this guy.
1: Yeah. With
0: the bandana. Yeah. There's a Netflix documentary on him.
1: I know, and we should watch it and do an episode.
0: Okay, yeah. I am <laughs> so intrigued.
1: Yeah, he's... I don't want to spoil too much if we're going to do this. Yeah. So, but he's definitely somebody that I think is not a clear cut. He's very morally gray. Cool. And I don't know what to think. So That's yeah, great. I can't
0: wait to note. get into that cuz so much of what we've done so far has been like, I don't want to say redeeming cuz they don't necessarily need redeeming. A lot of what we've done so far is is looking at people who have been sort of treated unfairly or Mm -hmm. have been eaten up by the the meme machine right but yeah it's going to be interesting to get into the the more gray area yeah
1: i hear salt bay's an asshole really yeah so, But I don't know much more than that, yeah. just that he's kind of a prick. I, well, who's your favorite? Like, if you had to pick yeah. out of all the people we've we've covered, and then in general,
0: mm-hmm.
1: who's your favorite?
0: I think, I mean, aside from Kara Cunningham, because that is such a fascinating story, I really like doing the Success Kid one, just because of how unique it was in the way his mom handled everything. And people have to listen to the episode to get the full story. <laughs> but... Let's just say the concept of owning your own meme, like literally and figuratively, comes through really well in that episode. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate the strategy that has gone into that kid's existence yeah. and and making everything work monetarily in, in regards to being a meme. Mm-hmm. I just, yeah, logistically is what I'm looking to try to say. Yeah, Like I love the logistics around Success Kid and right. and how it all came together to like... Make sure he wasn't chewed up by the system, right? Like, good on mom for
1: oh, exactly
0: handling it.
1: Yeah, she really protected his image and was very fierce about it. So, yeah,
0: other than memes that we've done an episode on, or somebody that's that's coming up that we haven't or that we've talked about doing. I mean, I do love the hide your kids, hide your wife. That guy, yes, was just such a
1: Antoine Dodson, yes, I think is his name, yeah.
0: He's just such a cartoon character, mm-hmm. which fits so well for all, you know, a lot of these memes. You have to be a bigger than life personality. Yes. And that was one of them. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And uh, that guy never got caught. That was like that broke into the broken his... creeper. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. As far as I know. Yeah. We should do an episode on that. Totally. Sure. Yeah.
0: Because yeah. there's a lot of background to that one.
1: I think we'll have a little series of ones that became uh, musical memes. Like that one and the, the it's corn kid. Mm-hmm. That was like the biggest one last year. But Yeah. We, I need to just kick my own ass into writing an outline mm-hmm. against you. I'm such a procrastinator. And if you don't, and I know this is putting it on you, but if you don't pressure me, I won't do it. I'll like just if,
0: start setting dates and like we're recording yes, this date. That's what I need. Okay. Yes. Because
1: without, without the pressure, I'm just going to be like, eh, well, yeah. I'll just get around to it. And I never will.
0: Well, and part of my problem is I'm so far behind on editing episodes that I mm. haven't really pushed to do more. Gotcha. But we should. Yeah. Yeah. We
1: should. How about we just take a couple of weeks or whatever, how yeah. long it takes. I will write an outline or two. So I have a couple in the chamber. And then you can take that time to edit. Perfect.
0: Some. Going back to you wanting to do this in the first place, you're not a performer. You're not a, you were very nervous about the idea. Yeah when we got serious about doing this recording, what was your reaction to it?
1: Um I sat down here and I like was getting like palm sweats and like I was like I, I don't think I can do this. <laughs> but But it's um, felt fine. Yes. I hope. Yeah. It has. Well, it's so easy to talk to you. And also I'm totally the opposite of you where I have to have structure. I can't just do things on the fly. I have to write you know, I have to do the research and write an outline and know what I'm talking about. And so that's what gives me a little confidence that I actually do kind of know what I'm talking about. So that helps. Right. <laughs> yeah. But the first time doing it was very scary. And you can tell in the first episode, because I don't know jack shit about shit in that first episode. <laughs> 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 about the, What was it? it was the um, cyber, cyber goth. goth dance party. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I don't recall having any kind of feeling that that felt like you didn't know what you were talking about
1: oh i will re listened to it and it's very clear to me <laughs> yeah <laughs> maybe we we'll yeah. make
0: that episode two or three or something just yeah
1: to... well it could be it could be a lost episode sure yeah that yeah could just be our training wheels
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: i had a friend actually listen to um the leave britney alone one recently and he was like Wow, that's your first. This is your first like attempt at podcasting. And I was like, Yeah, actually. And he's like, Yeah, you actually sound like you know kind of what you're doing. And I was like, Thank you, <laughs> That yeah. means a lot. <laughs> no,
0: you're you're very good at like presenting information. You have a good like cadence for doing this. Like listening back to them, you sound great. Like, oh,
1: thank you. Yeah, it's you too. Thank
0: you. Yeah, it's it's been fun to do it and fun to watch you like just dive into this mm-hmm. and not like aside from that first one, I don't remember you being like, I don't know if I can do this. Like you've really <laughs> yeah. just embraced it. and
1: Yeah. Well, it really, cool. really helps. So yeah. yeah, I would not, there's no way in hell that I'd do it without you. Yeah. Like there's no way. The nice thing too, is that you have the improvisational thing where you can just like roll with whatever we're talking about or whatever we're doing and you know, not really stumble on it when it's all basically new information to you, unless we've like, you know, watched a documentary about it prior, but still, right. yeah. So it's, yeah, it's been nice bouncing that off of you. You have the mythical job of the, the host that the, <laughs> just gets to react to the information. Yeah.
0: Which I love, like, <laughs> I love how much work you put into this, but it's, it is a really fun dynamic to just sit down and be like, throw information at me Mm -hmm. and like i said for this podcast it's the same thing like i just want to come at it with a completely blank slate Mm -hmm. and be like "Ooh, what does that make me think of in the moment like i just want it to be as natural as it could be yeah yeah
1: Yeah. the one where we did the role reversal uh that i'm trying jennifer one yeah
0: god i was so nervous doing that really were you yes
1: you could have fooled me okay i know i had no idea i think you did a really good job thank you yeah What were you nervous about?
0: I was just like, does this make sense? Am I going in a logical order? Like, does the, am I giving too much information? Am I not giving enough information? I mean, it's just, it's the same as doing like a a speech in school. Mm -hmm. You're like, oh boy, does this, is this good enough? Is it Mm -hmm. not enough? Yeah.
1: It's exactly, that's. That's why I need you to kick my ass into doing it because it is like a homework assignment, basically. Yeah. But I think you did a great job. Thank you. And it was interesting even if it was about sports.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think if it was just a sports thing by itself, it would be boring. Like, mm. I can't think of a sport meme that I give a shit about or that I am going to ask you to want to give a shit mm-hmm. about to do an episode about. But that one was fun because I think it was... it it played into our theme of like ordinary person getting dragged into internet spotlight. Right. And people just have to listen to that episode to know what we're talking (laughs) about. But you know, through the lens of professional sports, how does somebody get dragged? Like how does a public rather, how does a private person get dragged into a Twitter world with, with a professional basketball player? Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. That one, that one was fun for that reason. And it made me think a lot about, some questions that you asked that that are i've been thinking about ever since like i think in the podcast episode you had asked something about like how it would be like being a celebrity that like you have the power to just totally like change someone's right day or week or life or whatever yeah total tangent but i saw on like my google suggestions an article um i forget which local news but the whole article, and this ties back to Portland being so small, the whole article was about how Will Ferrell was in town. Yes.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it was at a Blazers game. It's
1: like, holy shit, Will Ferrell was here, he was at a Blazers game, and he ordered cherry pie at a local bakery, and it was like, that was it. That was the article. It was yeah. like, <laughs> that being a celebrity and like having your very presence just be like a big deal just because you showed up, like that's, that's a trip. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that was silly to me. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, I remember everybody freaking out that night about, oh my god, Will Ferrell's at the Blazers game. This is ridiculous. (laughs) It's like, think of a Lakers game. Right. Nobody gives a shit.
1: No, like Beyonce's in the front. Yeah. People are like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
0: Yeah, another celebrity, who cares? Mm -hmm. Are you, do you get starstruck? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, I haven't really met anybody super famous but people who were famous to me um like i'm i've met my favorite band a couple of times um violent femmes and i was like so visibly nervous the first time that the drummer was like don't be nervous be cool
0: So i was like 16 or yeah. 15
1: though so and then i met this um comedy troupe called uh, the birthday boys i don't know if you've heard of them but they were at a sketch comedy festival in san francisco years ago and i didn't even want to talk to them because i was like i don't want to bother them but they were doing like a like a meet and greet like kind of like just walking around and saying hi to people and stuff and i was like oh, i don't them i was so nervous but also i had some liquid courage in me so i did eventually do it and i have these pictures with them that are pretty funny and yeah i'm glad i did it what about you have you ever met any famous people
0: uh i met a few and i am 100 percent just fanboy really yeah (laughs) um i met bob odenkirk
1: oh my god yeah at the
0: brody theater he
1: he's the one who caught like who gave the birthday boys a show like really yeah you should check it out i'll give you okay anyway i'm sorry no
0: that's okay that's a great connection i would love to see them especially if they're in any way related to bob he's in
1: the first season a lot nice
0: okay perfect yeah yeah he was performing at the brody one night and i got to perform with him and i remember we were all standing in the green room and he was like he was talking to tom the owner and he was like can i get a soda water and I was just like, yeah, I'll be right back. And I like <laughs> run out to the bar and I'm like, give me a soda water. Bob wants a soda water. And <laughs> like bring it back Bob. to him. Yeah. <laughs> like we're on first, first name terms. But yeah, I went out and got him a drink and brought it back. And he was very gracious and uh, thankful and everything. But super sweet guy. Really great. I met uh, the lead singer of Modest Mouse. Oh, okay. Uh, Isaac Brock. want to say his name is does he
1: have like a bar a restaurant he does yeah Yeah. i think yeah i think he has a restaurant rainbow something they used to walk by it all the time yeah
0: yeah i went that was a few years ago when a friend of mine um was touring with them for a couple dates Mm -hmm. and then i got called so long story short friend of mine was in a band got called to like open for modest mouse cool his partner also a good friend of mine She acted as the tour manager for, you know, her boyfriend's Mm -hmm. band basically, which was really cool. She was just like, I'll be your tour manager. Sure. I'll figure out how that works. Mm -hmm. And then called me immediately and was like, We need somebody to do photography. Do you want to come with? Cool. And I was like, Absolutely. And so the first place we get to, um, we, you know, get backstage and we walk out on the stage and he's standing there and they were getting, you know, all their stuff set up and he just starts chatting with us. And I was just like, oh my God, I don't even, you know, <laughs> I like Modest Mouse, uh-huh. I'm not a huge fan, mm-hmm. but even just being in the presence of somebody who I was like, oh, I'm, I know who you are, right. and you're important, uh, what do I do? Yeah. And the first thing, he like turned to me right away and he was like, I know you from somewhere, but I know you don't owe me for money. <laughs> I was was like, he saying okay, it to be
1: funny? Like I
0: don't know. He's such a weird guy that uh-huh. like he was probably just fucking with me, uh-huh. but you were trying to be funny or whatever. But yeah, that was my encounter with him.
1: <laughs> That's <so> um,
0: <laughs> I'm trying to think of if there's anybody else famous I've met. But I, I absolutely would, if I ever meet anybody, just be like, oh my God, you're so cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're way cooler than I'll ever be. Oh. And you need to know that. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah i think my stars being starstruck is avoidance mm. like yeah I, I feel like i'm gonna fuck up the interaction so sure i'd rather not
0: so on that note let's pretend you are oh, no. famous at some point oh
1: no please don't put that curse on me i would <laughs> if i was a person in a meme who got yeah. fa- i i would i would disappear like i do not want to be famous at all that's where i was going
0: with it is like say you get memed someday since we're no our our thing is about the meming of people no how would you handle it
1: i would try to get rights to it much like success kids mom just so that you know like shithead politicians can't use it or whatever if they wanted to i wouldn't like go after people in court for like you know like remixing it or whatever or anything like that i wouldn't be aggressive about it but i would get rights to it so people can't misuse it i would try to change my hair (laughs) change my look i would try to live as much of a normal life as possible like maybe ride out that 15 minutes i don't even know if i would do anything that would make money or capitalize off of it because i just wouldn't want that kind of notoriety yeah yeah what would you do?
0: I hate to say it, but I feel like I would try to cash in on it mm-hmm. as much as I could. That's totally fair. And the more I'm seeing, the more I'm learning about the people behind the memes as we do this show, the more I realize that you almost can't escape it. If yeah. you get if you get thrust into that spotlight like you're You're on the internet. Yeah. And it's not going away.
1: It's that's true.
0: And so it makes me want to be like, well, might as well lean into it. Like, might as well get on the Today Show or (laughs) you know, get a sponsorship from somebody or whatever and just try to get as much out of it as I can. Because I know that if I don't like you said, there's that fifteen minutes, take what you can get out of it, because after that the system is going to use you up Mm -hmm. and try to steal your your magic, and you know, Coke's gonna try to steal from you and, and yeah. turn it into a commercial without mm-hmm. your permission, and so you, you, whatever you can do to own it first, is the lesson I've been learning. And so I, I'm just like, okay, I got You're it. You're
1: so right. You're so right.
0: But I do understand wanting to just be like, you know what? No, leave me alone. Doors closed. Yeah. I didn't ask for this.
1: Well, it's just that you have at least some handle on appearing in public or or like speaking in front of people or what have you i am so painfully shy like i don't think i could go on the today show because i would vomit right like on camera <laughs> so...
0: Right, and then you become a meme all over again
1: <laughs> oh my god it would be miserable <laughs> it would be like you know when you have two mirrors facing each other it would be <laughs> it would be memes and humiliation for the rest of my life <laughs> yeah but you're right you're right it, sh- it that is the kind of the prevailing l- lesson of our podcast is that you have no control over it you might as well capitalize on it and write it out and own it but and it usually when it goes wrong for someone it's when they don't do that like we haven't done this one yet but the star wars kid yeah yeah
0: that's a rough one yeah
1: so what i really want to talk about on this podcast yeah is your giant pile of Taco Bell napkins. Oh downstairs. yeah.
0: <laughs> yes. I'm happy to I'll be happy to talk about that.
1: Yeah, so how do you get them to give you that many napkins?
0: That's the thing. You don't have to try. <laughs> they give you a pile of napkins in every order. That's like a handful of Taco Bell. Wow. Like I will admit, I eat more than my fair share oh, of Taco me too. Bell. Love Taco I, Bell.
1: I hate that I love it so much. Yeah. yeah.
0: It really is, it's the the only like affordable fast food place anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's for the price you're paying, you're actually getting decent food. Right. And I don't eat I've I've stopped eating mostly stopped eating red meat. So mm-hmm. I don't eat burgers or anything mm-hmm. much anymore. And so I'll just get, you know, bean burritos with chicken. Mm-hmm. And shout out to the Taco Bell app very customizable (laughs) you can really build your own burrito
1: oh that's beautiful yeah Uh, so what's your talk about order i want to know this
0: currently what i've been getting is two bean burritos no red sauce add green sauce onions are sometimes yes sometimes no okay and add chicken Okay. I've also started adding the seasoned rice to the bean burrito. Mm. So it's just a hefty burrito yeah, now. It's I filled it boy. with all kinds of stuff. Wow. Yeah.
1: Okay, so you go totally custom.
0: I go totally custom. Wow. Yeah. I love and hate Taco Bell and their menu. It's a great menu overall, but they cannot stop fucking with it.
1: Mm-hmm. They keep taking things away. The
0: cheesy potato grillers were one of my favorite things. And they got rid of those.
1: What I miss is, are those chicken quesadillas with the, the the shredded chicken that used to come in the foil. Yes. I love that so much. And yeah. It was like a dollar. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Everything's <clears throat> gotten really expensive there too. I mean, mm-hmm. like I said, it's still the only affordable one, but mm-hmm. yeah. I will experiment sometimes and do like a beefy five layer. Uh-huh. Um, I do like the quesadillas still. The Mexican pizza. Did you get one of those? I've never had one. Okay, when they were doing the, like, the special promotion for it earlier last year, and it was, like, limited time only Mexican Mm. pizzas, and they, I think they did, like, a free one through the app. Yeah. And I got the free one, and it was delicious, great. And then they very quickly, like, oh, we ran out of ingredients, no more Mexican pizzas, which was just the biggest, stupidest marketing employ mm-hmm. in the world to create yeah. false demand and they then brought back the mexican pizza as a regular menu item and now it sucks
1: really it's
0: so bad <laughs> oh, no. i've only had it one other time so maybe i just got a bad one oh, but
1: that's a shame
0: so far for me it's a 50 50 chance of getting <laughs> a decent mexican pizza
1: yeah i think uh, somebody's taco bell order says something about them i'm not sure what yeah but yours says that you like you like things refined and custom mm-hmm. and yeah, I know, you know what I what like. You like. Yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>.
0: <laughs> what did? What else do you order?
1: Um, I've been on a spicy potato soft taco kick. Yeah. One time, <laughs> this is so embarrassing.
0: <laughs> yes. Uh,
1: not too long ago, I ordered delivery because we were down a car and I didn't have a car, so I ordered delivery Taco Bell and I ordered like six spicy potato soft tacos and nothing else. And then my order got mixed up with a different Stephanie's. <laughs> hers was a normal ass order and I was just thinking of her somewhere like who orders six spicy potato soft tacos and nothing else like what kind of psychopath does that (laughs) yeah I love those um the grilled cheese burrito so good I haven't had that one yet it's really good yeah and um nacho fries which they also take away a lot but Mm -hmm. those are delicious And sometimes I'm a basic bitch and I do the regular hard shell taco. Those are great. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I used to get my old Taco Bell order when I was younger was a Chalupa Supreme. Mm. No, I'm sorry. A Double Decker Supreme.
1: What's the difference?
0: Uh, Chalupa has that like sort of thicker flatbread.
1: Oh, like the the chewy? Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: And a Double Decker is a hard taco with a soft tortilla oh okay beans like plastered onto the outside Mm -hmm. of the hard taco
1: yeah i think i remember those and
0: then they would have like ground beef and lettuce and cheese and then if you got it supreme you got tomato and sour cream Mm. so one of those a bean burrito and then i would do like a doritos taco are those any good
1: i haven't i love them do they do they like have the burrito the dorito powder that like does that yes Does that fall all over the place? Yes. Oh, see, it, that's what's deterred me. Oh. From...
0: <laughs> but do you like like Cool Ranch? Yeah.
1: yeah. And whatever the.
0: the sp- Regular spicy nacho. Yeah, I just can't eat anything yeah. spicy, so I don't remember the name oh, of the yeah, spicy I things. That. I'm too weak. You can't do it. Yeah.
1: That's so sad.
0: Which Taco Bell is a great place because you can it get some super spicy. plain, <laughs> plain food.
1: Yeah. Is your spicy thing like a. It's like your stomach, or you just don't like it? or Both okay
0: it's it makes me feel like shit but it also i feel like if i eat spicy things it makes my throat feel like it's closing oh, up weird yeah hmm
1: i'm sorry for you because yeah, i know spicy is like mm.
0: i've gotten better over the years i used to not speaking of taco bell i used to not be able to have the mild sauce that was really? too spicy for me oh yeah. my
1: god yeah whoa that blows my mind because yeah. that's like that's like almost mayonnaise level of right? spicy. It's like water. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Wow. Oh yeah, I wouldn't eat it because I
0: was like, nope, that's that'll do me in. No, thank that's you. That's wild. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, I've I've built up my tolerance a bit over the years and just pushed through and been like, I'm gonna eat these spicy things because mm-hmm. I do like it. A lot of them taste really good. Mm-hmm. It's you know I get why you do it for the taste. I don't like doing things that are just for the heat. Like that it doesn't has make to have any flavor sense. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah, but I do like things that are so spicy that it hurts me.
0: Have you ever done the one chip challenge? No. Would you? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think I'd try it.
0: Yeah, it's awful, but.
1: Did you do it? Yeah. <gasps> I'm I'm shocked. Yeah. Like why?
0: Uh, I did it with two improv friends, and we recorded a video of us reading a um, a book from the '60s, I believe, called "The Sensuous Woman," and <laughs> it's God. like basically like a <laughs> here's how to like you know, be sexual as a woman, you know, since the the sixties and that's allowed for the first time ever. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's just about like, we read a chapter on going to orgies and so we, we ate the chip and then we started trying to read and it's just like, you're drooling and like wanting to throw up.
1: (laughs) How far did you get?
0: We just read like a chapter and I think we read for like 20 minutes and did
1: you have any like milk or water oh yeah handy. okay yeah we had milk handy for it
0: yeah Yeah. it was it was terrible
1: do you you have that yeah i'll show it to you yes please do yeah i'd like to see that it's it's fun it's a really fun video (laughs) sounds like torture though it
0: was (laughs) yeah
1: if you were made into a meme what would what is the like likely meme that would you would be made into like if you were going about your day and somebody snapped a picture of you or something or or what have you. What yeah. do you think the meme would be?
0: My immediate first thought on that is that I'm pretty sure it's been my sister and other people have mentioned this, but the way I walk, because I walk very quickly, huh. and I'm fairly lanky,
1: uh-huh.
0: and I've gotten some like Sasquatch comparisons, <laughs> I've and never then plus, plus the hair and everything. Um, <laughs> I wonder if I would be mistaken for like a Sasquatch creature or something. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Walking through the woods, blurry photo. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh,
1: That's a good one. Yeah. (laughs) I think for me it would be because stupid shit happens to me that's really embarrassing all the time, and like. Not too, Okay, for an example, not too long ago, I was at the grocery store, and I was putting the groceries in my trunk, and my hair got caught on the latch at the top of the trunk, so I was, like, stuck there, like, <laughs> for several minutes, like, trying to untangle my hair from <laughs> the latch of the trunk of my car, and it was, like, out and, like... I felt like I had my bare ass out in public. It was just right in the middle of the parking lot, broad daylight. Like, people clearly could see. So I think it would be something like that. Something uh, uh, embarrassing. Can I ask you? Yeah. After that Mario Kart beatdown... Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Are we still friends, Kyle?
0: (laughs) It's a good sign that we remained friends after the first time you kicked my ass at Mario Kart. Mm -hmm. Because that is grounds for me not wanting to talk to anybody (laughs) ever again i am competitive enough competitive enough that i would go you know what you can't exist to me (laughs) because if you do then there's somebody who can beat me in mario kart no we are absolutely still friends i adore you and i am so happy you agreed to do this and agreed to do our podcast and it's been so fun doing that project with you yes
1: it has we need to do it more often
0: we do and and i think too it we can we can say that like we've done a project together that is, it hasn't been intense. It's it, but it's work, mm-hmm. and we've been really good partners through it. Yes, and it has not in any way affected our friendship. Right, and we'll have to see when we become famous from doing oh, this. Oh no,
1: you can be famous. <laughs>
0: We'll see if we can survive. Uh Our our friendship can survive being famous. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah,
1: That'll happen. (laughs) (laughs) No, I adore you too. And I, I think, I think we've had a very interesting friendship and it is one of those that like, that there's like no time that's passed. Every time I see you, I feel like it's, you know, I just saw you yesterday. Yeah. So I really appreciate that. And I do appreciate that we've been able to do that project so far and it's been super easy and nobody's jimmies are ruffled or like there's no conflict at all yeah so
0: yeah, yeah. no not even any like creative differences or we're just so mm-hmm. i think both of us are just so easygoing mm-hmm. it's like cool let's just sit down and do this thing yeah we'll like, have fun
1: neither of us are control freaks or anything right. like at least about that <laughs> yeah i was gonna say
0: i'm a control freak on something i know but... you
1: say that but you don't i don't know that doesn't come come across good yeah. I'm glad I'm hiding it, well. <laughs> You're secretly like, I hate the way she does this podcast. God, I <laughs> if I was just doing this by myself, would we... <laughs> No, not at all.
0: Good, good. No, we're a good team.
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah. High five.
0: <laughs> Thanks so much to our friend Stephanie for sitting down with me today. If you want to become better friends with Stephanie, find them on the podcast Meming of You... Which is at memingofview.com and available on your favorite podcasting networks. Are We Still Friends is produced and edited by me, Kyle Coleman. Music provided by our friend, Jack Martin. Visit arewestillfriends.com to find more interviews with your favorite or new friends.